The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. One of the folks that I've asked to fill in, and we've heard him on the radio show, he is the uh, <clears throat> he is the author of uh, Orange Socks, uh, a book he wrote about his uh, his fun times in uh, Southeast Asia, where the gospel came to my family via uh, Vietnam. That's my brother Jim uh, Lamb. He's on the line with us. Uh, good morning, Jim. Good morning. Let me just tell you first of all the. My recipe for microwave Twinkies, I know you <laughs> Okay. I'm going to give you the short version. Okay. Never put the Twinkie in too long. Okay. And I'll tell you why. If it's way too long, you end up with a puddle of hot goo. If it's a little bit too long, you burn your lips off. <laughs> so my, my theory is that you put it in long enough to heat up your lips, but not enough to cause a blister. So that's my that's okay. my recipe for today. <laughs> well, thank you. That could be the five and dine since I don't have one today. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I got to tell you, you know, I had uh, right before my heart surgery, which I'll, I'll be celebrating my my twelfth year at the end of this month, going in for heart surgery. And jokingly, I'd met with Chuck, my mentor, as Janet calls him, my sensei, and I had a thing of Twinkies, and I said, you know what, this year we're going to we're going to take these puppies and we're going to deep fry them. That never happened and probably never will happen. Uh, I, I did try a deep fried Oreo once. It was disappointing. So a deep fried, you know, Twinkie doesn't sound much better. But a microwave Twinkie, well, it sounds yeah. like you could pour it and drink it. <laughs> and you're, it, it, it varies. I mean, that's why I said the key thing is to watch it. Right. And if you, begin to, if you see it begin to seep out the bottom, oh, you're geez. just a little bit too long. <laughs> Well, Jim, uh, you and I, <clears throat> I got to tell this story because you, you remind me, not every time we, we talk, but many times that we talk. My brother and I went to, I wanted to be in radio for a long time. It, it started back in the, in the 80s. And it happened when my last semester at Liberty was happening. And I had an elective. So I decided to take introduction to television and radio. I always loved radio as a kid. And I got the bug for radio my last semester. And, of course, I'm a married town student. I'm not going to start my education over. I graduated, but I started dabbling in radio. And I would go to the National Religious Broadcasters Convention several years in a row. And a couple of those, my brother Jim went to me. And I just want to – and I'm going to keep you for two segments because it's going to take a second just to set this up. When we were in Washington – for that NRB convention, my brother, this is pre-internet people, my brother, after a, a big, it was one of the big sessions, we were talking to a guy, and I don't remember who he was, I wish I would have got his name, but my brother, who was in journalism for a number of years, explained to this guy, it's not going to matter where you're at to do what you want to do, and he was explaining the internet to me and this guy who was a high roller somewhere, because just us little amateurs that wanted to be in radio show up to attend these, but real people that were in radio and broadcasting. So my brother is explaining to him what would become the internet, because Jim worked in news, and of course he understood the wire, how it worked, and all those kinds of things, and how different New York Times can share a story with these people. So they were sort of doing this networking thing already, so Jim was very familiar with that. And he explained what again, would become the Internet many years later. Jim, I don't know if you remember that conversation with that guy that we had. 
actually, let me tell you something. I shared that thought with different people, including a friend of mine at uh, one of those great donut places in uh, Tampa, Krispy mm-hmm. Kreme. And I laid this out for him in more detail. And like 10, 15 years later, he hired me. <laughs> uh, he was launching a web company. Right. And he said, he introduced me as, uh, this is Jim Lamb, the guy who discovered the Internet before it was the Internet, which was a high compliment. Yeah. And uh, I was able to retire, although, you know, I'm still active in writing, but I was able to retire because finally, after 20 years, the stock I had was worth money. Yeah. Real life. So it was, uh, uh, and, I, and, and the curious thing to me is it all the pieces were there. You know, going back to the seventies now in a primitive form, right? But they were there waiting for someone to say, "Hey, two and two is four. Mm-hmm. Well, wasn't that Al Gore that did that? He supposedly introduced us to the internet. <laughs> yeah, he, he may have. He may have. You know. You know, did the superhighway, but I was building the uh, the dirt paths to well, get there. Well, you know, without infrastructure. And without, like, we have a building that's getting ready to be built for Centra Health, and all that's sitting there is these huge concrete things that would fill the room up that I'm in, and they're they're just big circles. Well, it's the infrastructure that goes underneath for the sewer system and the water system, you know. So you were laying pipe uh, before we understood what that pipe was even going to be used for. So, uh, but I, I wanted to let our listeners know that that you were very forward thinking now i want to i want to go in in, into the break uh here in just a couple of minutes and i want to share our second story at the nrb that you and i had that you constantly remind me of Uh, but but before that we'll we'll go into break here in just a couple of minutes but tell us you know what your education was what you ended up doing how billy graham influenced you to become a journalist back in the you know in the 70s when you came back from vietnam we got about three minutes to get that in then we'll take a break Okay, it's uh, Billy had a big uh, uh, gathering in in uh, in Texas, and I used to know the name of it. But it was you know, bringing kids from all around with the idea of getting them to connect on a different level. And he mentioned a number of things that the, the church needed and that the American needed. And he said one was statesmen, which of course would be at the top of the list, and then journalist was either number two or three. And someone brought that tape back, and I listened to it. And as soon as I heard him say it, I said, "Journalist, that's that's my calling." And it was so unexpected because I hadn't really looked. I did want to write, but I didn't down what I wanted to write in. And journalist journalism just turned out to be the perfect thing. Was this Expo so I, Expo, Expo seventy two? Could that be? Wow. Yeah, I just looked it up. I rem- I couldn't remember the name of it, but I remember the conference. But yeah, Expo seventy two to to reach the youth culture in 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 that generation. Yeah, and that's and that's uh, this is why you have to kind of listen not just to the big messages, but this was this was literally just an aside. I don't think he had that as a core part of his speech. He tossed it out there, and you know there was the Holy Spirit. You know, popping me on the noggin, saying, "That's you, my boy." <laughs> so, tell us what uh, in about a minute or so. Tell us the path you took for education and what your majors were, and, and where you ultimately ended up right out of school. Okay, I went to Pasco Hernando uh, Community College. Now it's called something else, 
but it was in Pasco County, and I got my AA degree. That's not Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> right, I guess. Then uh, I, I transferred to USF, where I double majored in mass comm, which is mass communication, and you have four tracks there. I know one of them is radio, one of them is TV, one of them is CR, and one of them is the news, newspaper slash magazine track, which is what I took. And then I also majored in political science. So that was a good mix for me, although I never got to the national level. I covered it at the uh, local level, which is a great place to to do news because something's always happening. Mm-hmm. And number two, I was able to uh, eventually go from a, a journalism reporter uh, a copy desk editor, which is a guy who kind of runs the desk and puts the paper together, and then finally I became a uh, uh, associate associate uh, graphics editor, and at the Sarasota Herald Tribune, a um, a section editor. So that was kind of my track, and then from that I ended up uh, working on the web, which used most of my newspaper skills. So I was I was very fortunate in that respect. Okay. It is 716. I'm on the phone with my brother, Jim. Janet, not feeling well today. Jim's going to stick with us for one more segment. We're going to talk about that second NRB convention that we went to that he constantly reminds me of. And uh, <laughs> and just, just to let you know, Jim, as we come out of the next segment, I want to talk about this political year that, that we face in 2024, that it looks like no other. Also, I want to uh, just also talk about what happened around the the kitchen table at mom's on Saturday mornings, every Saturday morning. But when I was able to come into Florida and visit, it would continue on with our brothers and how we would talk about cars and solve the problems of the world. It's the morning jam here on January 4. We're going to be right back with Jim Lamb, my brother. I hope you're uh, enjoying your day. We're going to get you going with some information, talk about what the year may look like for us. Bill Trefero gave us a little tease of uh, how we need to hold on for sure, because it's going to be a tumultuous one. If you've just discovered The Morning Jam recently, we have so much catching up to do. One way to do that is by going to our SoundCloud page. There is literally over 1,000 hours of content there. Get to know Mark and Janet a little better by typing in The Morning Jam on VTRN on the SoundCloud page. And listen live Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on this Virginia Talk Radio Network station. Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. I'm getting pie with a little help from my friends and family this morning. Janet Rose, not able to be with us today. She is not feeling well at all. Say a little prayer for for Janet. Uh, hopefully, she'll be back with us tomorrow. We'll see. Um, but she do. She, she she's just a consummate professional. People, I got to tell you, she's done this show sick before, and you never knew it. And so uh, she's got to be feeling pretty bad to not be able to make it in today. So, uh, again, say a prayer for Janet. On the phone right now, I was talking about having help from friends and family. My brother Jim is on the line with us. Of course, the Beatles, a big influence on him. And by default, my brother Jim and Doug, I would listen to their albums and eight tracks when they weren't at the house as a little kid, trying not to mess up put it back the way I found it uh, so I wouldn't get in trouble. Uh, Jim on the line right now, a few years
years older than me. Um, you know, Jimmy was number one, Doug's number two, I'm number three. We lost our little brother, Ricky, unfortunately, at age 49 from cancer. But he was quite a... He was quite a force to be reckoned with as well. Uh, the Lamb Boys, uh, all unique in their own way. Back, back with you, Jim. So uh, we set up. Uh, I wanted to talk about what we would talk about around the table, but let's let's dive into what this year could hold for us. Bill Trefiro, I'm not sure if you hold, heard him or not. He said just Pardon. he said hold on, and 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 hopefully the vitriol will not be. To the extent that we have seen it, because we, it's kind of a powder keg in my mind. Yes, and 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 don't think that's an accident. The the political opera. You have to realize in politics, there are people who just politics is that peripheral part of their life. They don't pay attention maybe to the presidential run until Labor Day, which is traditionally the the kickoff. Mm-hmm. Other people are addicts. I'm not an addict, uh, but I'm I'm certainly. I'm a, a junkie, news junkie, and this year is going to be explosive, not just because of what's happening, but because there are people on each side, political operatives, who, whose goal is to make the other guy look bad and your candidate look good. You think it's just, uh, you think politics is going to be, I have a candidate, he has a message, I'm going to back him. That's actually not how you win elections. You turn the other side and the followers into ogres. You know, Shrek? It's like that. Yeah. It's you. They're green. They're monsters, and we must crush them, or we must, uh, you know, save democracy. The, the, the fact that you're going to save democracy by keeping people and voices off the table is not how you save democracy. Right. You you should be out there, you know, arguing and 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 making your point. But they we've reached the point now where both sides have people. Who do not want the other side, you know, and even to breathe the air. They're, 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 and they're vicious at it, and, and you have to ignore these people. And the worst one that in my lifetime, there may be worse people coming, is old Serpent Head, you know, down in Louisiana. Oh, yeah, James Carville. Yeah. You know, vitriol is a word that it's hard to say. Man, only a handful of people are, are, are good at it. Mm-hmm. He's the pro, he could teach. He could teach advanced hate. Right. And yet he is really, you know, he's the guy who got uh, Clinton in, and he is the guy they regularly trot out. And, you know, I wish I could do his accent because it's so evil and good at the same time. Right. But they, they, what you, you, and I'm saying you, the voter, you, the average person, you have to be able to put your antennas up. And when you hear people who are pushing that say, yeah, that's off the table. Mm-hmm. I, I may disagree with you. You may disagree with me. You get to vote. I get to vote. You count them at the end. Right. That's not the being played, and it's really sad. But let, let me give you this as a hint of good news. I, I don't know anybody who will do it, but let's say, and this is an example I, I, I'd like to use. You, if you have a million-man uh, march on Washington, mm-hmm. 500,000 show up, you, you fail. In other words, if you, you can't call a million-man march or not top a million men. Right. If you have 10,000 people go to your state capitol, you're probably going to have more influence than 500,000 in D.C. Hmm. But here's the kicker. At the local level, at school, at county, in the city, you have five or ten people who regularly show up. You can change the course of your city. You can change the course of your shoes, your schools. And But that's the toughest thing 
the old town hall meetings used to address issues, and people talked to face-to-face, often in a church, but they would air out their grievances in front of each other. Mm-hmm. We don't do that anymore. We air out our grievances in front of people who agree with us and then build up you know, the hate and the other things and suddenly turn them into monsters. And this, this is what... Uh, uh, this is what the Nazis did during World War II. Mm-hmm. And the other is this is hilarious. We call each other Nazis, which which is which is socialism, and yet we 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 want to use the freedom of the system to keep people down. It just is absolute insanity. Let me let me do one final thing. I want you to write this website down. Okay. It's called Ballotpedia. Ballot standard spelling. Pedia like Wikipedia, but just the pedia part. Ballotpedia.org. If you want to get behind the scenes and away from some of the noise and get snapshots of what's happening in elections across the United States, you want to look at this at least every week, at least every week. And you'll begin to gain some insight as how politics works and how the government works. Okay. Pal- ballot, P-E- ballot, P-A-L-L-O-T. Ballot, like B-A-L-L-O-T. Right. Not ballot like... Sixteen tons, and what do you get? Another day over deeper. Right. This is ballot, like B A L L O T. T is in Tom, and then Pedia, P- not pedophile, but Pedia. Yeah, P E ballotpedia dot org. All right, P E D I A dot O R G. O R G. Yes, yeah. and okay. that is a, a, a tremendously valuable tool. Okay, it's called Research the Encyclopedia of American Politics, and you will do more than watching. Fox and MSNBC for a week. Okay, I got gotcha. you. That sounds good. Let's talk. Switch gears just a little bit and go back to a place. I kept, you know, when Mom passed, I said I just want the dining room table. I, I want that because everybody had tables. Even we had a table, but I wanted the table where all those conversations and family gatherings took oh, yeah. place. So that's at our house. But I can remember Saturday mornings, uh, we'd all gather around, and Mom would make eggs and even though doug didn't like eggs she would make the uh you know the the rolls and the, the whatever we wanted oh, yeah. she'd be making it while we were arguing or talking about cars and uh talk about what that what that looks like even even when it got a little heated it was still civil but uh, what are what are some of your thoughts and then we got to squeeze in because i teased it about the nrb so give us 30 seconds of what it was like to sit around that table with your three brothers and your mom it was joyful because it was a safe space. If yeah. you could talk, you could you 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 walked into that breakfast room knowing you loved your brothers and your mom, and you walked out you loved them just as more, yeah. just as much. And that was the reason. That's a joy. Is there? There's not a lot of safe places anymore. And what we did, like you said, we never were on the edges of controversy, but we never went to that accusatory. You are evil. You are the problem thing, right? Because you ought to have different, different views. Yeah. And in the Lamb family, going back to the Cassandra family, now some of the arguments in the Cassandra family went Italian. Oh boy, not what they were talking about. But if whatever you would go to the uh, the grandpas, there'd be four or five guys in the driveway, arms swelling around, and you'd walk up and try to catch an English word here and there. Right. But it was very vital. It was, you have a Dodge, that's a piece of junk, I got a Chevy. <laughs> right. And then it was just any topic in the world, right. you were going to have at least one, four, and five again. Okay. All right, let's talk about the NRB before we run out of time. We went to the okay. NRB in Nashville, Tennessee, 
And yeah. uh, you, like I said, you went to two of these. I was not in radio. I so wanted to be in radio. And you and I walked up to what was called High Country. It was going to be this Christian version of Christian radio with country uh, Christian songs. And you and I bantered back and forth in front of the two guys from the um, the Star Network. And what were their comments, Jim? You got 60 seconds. Well, they basically said, uh, so you guys are a morning team, right? And then they said, ask us if we had a demo tape, which I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> but apparently our banter was so uh, lively that they, they thought we were radio personalities, which is one of the high points of my life, not involving journalism and love of my lovely wife, Jolene, and our kids. So we should have went to the local radio shack, bought a cassette player, and... and <laughs> handed the microphone back and forth and made our demo tape. Who knows what yeah. would have happened? Uh, uh, to, to quote uh, a line from, uh, I think it's, it's on the waterfront. Ten seconds. Been... <laughs> Go ahead. Ten seconds. Go ahead. Okay. We could have been a contender. Lamb and lamb. That's a great thing. The building would have been always right, <laughs> no matter which one it was. But I, I have to tell you, I love the jam. I'm a jammer. I'm a jammerino. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy. Love you. The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb.